Hey everyone, Steven here. Uh, sorry, I could not make it to the 100th episode recording, so here is my message in exchange. Um, thank you to everybody who has supported us throughout these past three years, throughout these 100 episodes and little mini interviews. We hope that you keep supporting us in these 100 episodes and much, much more. That's about it. Thank you to everyone who's guested. Thank you to everyone who's helped us with their technical advice on how to improve our podcasts and so, so much more. On behalf of Jude and myself and Earl, we are the Geeky Juans. Enjoy episode 100. Good evening, everyone, and welcome to the Geeky Ones. So we're a podcast that talks about anything geeky under the sun, whether it be comics, video games, uh, wrestling, anime, wherever, whichever topic. Yeah, we're there to cover it. Um, I'm Jude. Next to me is Earl. So Earl, say hi. Hi. So, yeah. <laughs> and uh, our guest <laughs> is uh, Neil and Tim, who we had for a previous episode, so... Hey! What's up? Cool. Hey, guys! Yeah, okay. So, last, last time we th- last time we had you guys on, we were talking about remakes and remasters and re-releases, so the entire franchise uh, reboot stuff, you know, uh, because that was really fun. Uh, but this time, we're t- all talking about, we're gonna talk about the best games of 2021 and 2021 was an interesting year in gaming um i i always say that this is like uh this once again this is like the first year of the new gen yeah it is it is officially the first year of the new generation yeah yeah, so uh, last year, yeah. Mm, i remember that uh back in 2014 the first year of the new gen was kind of uh, unusual as well um, I mean, there was there was no sure hitter in 2014. I mean, there was Far Cry 4, Shadow of Mordor, uh, Dragon Quest Inquisition, Dragon Age Inquisition. Dragon Age Inquisition. Yeah, which is, I think, in my opinion, that uh, yeah, that that deserved the game of the year at that time. But then again, it's still uh, it wasn't a powerful year for gaming because you know it was it was the new consoles getting on their feet, and every every big release is like the next year the year after and, and it's, it's it's a year of of that weird cross generational thing where black flag black flags in both generations of consoles what oh, yeah. disappointed on, on on both current gen and previous generation at that time because everyone was expecting oh we watchdog is going to be amazing it's got all the all, all these hr filters and stuff all these yeah what watchdogs was going to be like uh, the game changer of that year, but That's, hey, yeah, <laughs> it didn't happen. Just as a note, since uh, I, I managed to land my pick, remember when we did the remasters thing, and I and I said, Kotor deserves a remaster where they'll sort of bump up the story and everything. Mm. Guess what Aspire is doing, people? <laughs> it, it gets the it gets the complete um it gets the complete remake treatment, and that's crazy. Uh, that's kind of amazing that you know they finally they finally pulled the trigger after a long time and 
we're half we're all happy for it and uh, it's a player game so you know uh, mass effect legendary edition released this year so you know it's pretty cool i mean we also had uh alan wake remastered and now look oh yeah alan wake that's really cool but yeah um so for this episode let's go um we're gonna talk about 10. there are 10 video games here that are on the game of the year you know whether it be on like uh it, this is like a culmination like on our playing experiences like we all mm-hmm. we all at least finished one or a couple a uh, couple of games this year um you know games we actually we played and we spent a lot of hours on and we go we end up we end up ended up just loving it and that's the that's the best part and we're gonna talk about genre of the year and best remake remaster slash re-release so we're, we're just we're just gonna drop we're just gonna drop one for each so you know so to be uh to be safe because there's so many there there's just so many there's so many games um but yeah before we stop before we uh, before we start the official list let's go with genre of the year now in a year where there's so many uh, heavy hitters for each genre, I mean, platforming was was like platforming and adventure games were were like were pretty good. Where had the, the you had kind of Bridge of Spirits and Psychonauts yeah. 2 right there, right? So like really great games, um, but I think uh, the best genre of this year is. RPGs and it's hard to beat it. Yeah. Um, from like from hard <laughs> from start of the year to end of the year, like there is like there is like every, every there's one title per quarter at the very least, <laughs> or at least two huge titles per quarter. Um, bravely default to I keep forgetting. Yeah, it's it's a 2021 game. I I think I I. I was trying to remember what are RPGs that released this year, and then Bravely Default was so early in the year we kind of forgot that it existed in the same time space as every every other game. Um, Neo: The World Ends with You, yes, worth mentioning because it's a long overdue sequel. Yes, it's about time <laughs> that they finally touched that this. property. We need this this five years ago, and. <laughs> Uh, I know Square. I know there's like news about Square Enix, like saying that you know the low sales number of the game is like uh, an issue. But hey, that's not that's not the fault. That's not the fault of us. That's the fault yeah. of them have maybe squeezing in too many releases within the same calendar year, which is yeah. crazy for them. Um, we also have uh, Scarlet Nexus for you yeah. know for an RPG action RPG. Uh, I. It was so big. It was it, the story was long that I wasn't able to finish the other route. Oh, uh, there's something before that though, if you don't mind. Uh, um, five strikers released. Oh yeah, P five strikers. That's really great. P5. Yeah, that, that's another one. It's all like there's so many, and then we get the big hitters. So. <laughs> that even though we we're not a fan of it, uh, even though I'm not a fan of it personally. They, they uh, of the of the the way the treatment of Pokemon Brilliant Diamond and Shining Pearl release though, all types of RPGs 
from Japan were serviced. Do you want action? Here's Tales of Arise, and there's uh, too many. Persona Strikers. If you want yeah, Tales of Arise, on Pokemon. If you want something gritty, shit, Megami Tensei. Uh, what do you Everyone call it? has something. This year for uh, they announced also. Uh, I mean, uh, Legend, Legend of Mana, right? Yeah. Oh yeah, they did. They it had the reboot of that. Yeah, it yeah. was this year. They yeah. they dropped it this year as well. So they, oh yeah, that's crazy. It's crazy that um, it's crazy that we forget that there there's just they're all loaded. Everyone's just uh, RPGs are stacked this year. Um, I, I like three of my favorite games of the year are RPGs. You know, like. Ruin King, Shadow Drop, Riot Shadow Drop, Ruin King, alongside Hextech Mayhem. And All right. Wait, some, we're, we're missing one more JRPG. Crystal Chronicles came out. Uh, was did it come out? Right, Crystal Chronicles. Was it, year was it last year? Crystal I... Chronicles. It's the one. It's the one where the trailer had that 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 that, that wagon thing. Or was it last year? I think it was last. Sorry. I think, I think anyway, it was also worth noting. Um. Mass Effect, <clears throat> the Legendary Edition is a re-release, so that's another yeah. RPG heavy hitter. I, I, it, uh, initially, I thought, wait, what is this Legendary Edition? Is this just the first Mass Effect? And then I realized it's all of them. It's all of them in a nice <laughs> little package. Biomutant also released in 2021. Oh yeah, Biomutant. Biomutant is a nice it's little a, title. It's also a good game. Yeah. It's not bad. It's, uh, it's a unique, uh, it's a nice take on the RPG genre and it's another and rpgs didn't have um that much that many releases from the western side of development so that was interesting but then uh, but uh yeah so genre of the year rpgs that's like a consensus there it's yeah it's so hard to yeah to uh to criticize that genre this year because there's so many like oh, there's something for everyone yeah you know you love skyrim <laughs> guess oh what? yeah you love skyrim <laughs> Bethesda loves Skyrim more, so you know they're gonna release it uh, ten times over in the next if, decade. If you can play it on Amazon, on Amazon, on, on, on uh, what's that Amazon uh, thing again? Uh, it's like their Alexa. If you can play it on Alexa, you can play it on the fridge. You can yeah, play you can it. play. It's it's the next uh, it's the next Doom in that sense. You know. Um, at one point where we can we would be able to play Skyrim on the on the latest Texas Instruments calculator. Yes. Graphic display calculator. And we wouldn't and we wouldn't um we wouldn't bat an eye. We <laughs> wouldn't like flinch when we hear that, like, oh, this is true. Yeah. We can actually play Skyrim anywhere now. Um <laughs> but yeah, RPGs define pretty much of twenty twenty one. It's really great to see. Um You know why? Turn based what? No, because people can't go out as much, so they have time to play. Yeah, like, um, oh yeah, that's very true. Like, uh, you know, you have all these little worlds to explore, and almost all of them are at least like, sure, the quickest anyone can go in an RPG is like twenty hours. Yeah, like spend twenty hours on there, but you know, people spend triple digits on an RPG. I can say that because I've spent triple digits on Tales of Arise. <laughs> <laughs> I spent um I've 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 hit double digits on Ruin King and I've hit double yeah. digits on Scarlet Nexus and see RPGs uh, RPGs uh, defined uh, much of my gaming year so that's really cool and after that we're gonna talk about 
best remake, remaster, or re-release. Now, I think we could just pick one, all of us. So, uh, Tim, yeah. we can start with you. Okay, I guess I'll be the odd duck, but then again, it gives me a chance to play the game on my PS5 because it's faster. Death Stranding, <laughs> Director's Cut. Oh, okay, yeah. Let's it's a much faster experience compared to the PS4. So, Kojima added the stuff that he didn't have. So, it's more Metal Gear-like. But mm-hmm. it's not. It's still technically a walking simulator, FedEx simulator, <laughs> whatever you want to put it. So it's fun. I mean, I revisited it for my birthday last month. So there's a happy birthday cake and then the extra footage or whatever they add. It's fun. Um, it's quirky, but fun. I just want Kojima to announce his next project. Hopefully something that's more action-packed this time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's really cool. Yeah, that stranding was in was really impressive. It's fun. It's a unique experiment. And then he added, of course, I posted it also <laughs> in my social media, those nods to Silent Hills or PT, like mm-hmm. the bathroom scene with the shaky head and it's Kojima's yeah. face when you're in the ready room. So yeah. Uh, okay. I was I was kinda joking before that. That stranding is just like Kojima experimenting on an open world game engine, which is why he used um uh Horizon Zero Dawn's uh decima engine for that yes. stranding because he was some i think he was looking for something like the fox engine which he could never get which now. can't use again you will you will be missed fox engine because even even the guys who are who have fox engine aren't using it but yeah um so neil your uh remake remaster or re-release of the year uh while i definitely bought a ps5 to replay final fantasy 7 integrate yeah wasn't that my remaster of the year surprisingly well enough and i love final fantasy remake haters <laughs> be damned, haters be damned. uh i what i love this year that they re-released and remastered is metro exodus oh metro, wow, nice exodus, metro nice exodus enhanced edition yes. which comes free by the way if you're, if you're on smart delivery on xbox is if you want to know what next gen feels like play smart and, and with an and comes with an amazing story that just powers through it metro exodus is and if you have and if you have metro exodus on any of your consoles and if you're on xbox uh it's it, it's a free upgrade it's a free next gen upgrade no ten dollars twenty dollars charge no ten dollar twenty dollar charges are no ten dollar oh, next gen upgrade no that's and if you're on PC, that goes the same too. Microsoft Wii. Kidding. I don't want to flame stuff here, but yeah, yeah uh, <laughs> Metro Exodus was was brilliantly like of all the remasters that came out this year, the one that gave me the best bang for buck. And to, and to be honest, I didn't spend a buck for it to begin with. Was Exodus? It was just watch it, play it. If there's a, if there's any time that you should play any of the metro any of the Metro games. Mm-hmm. It, it's right now. Now's the best time because they it's are fantastic. It's it. It's think of it pick. as Fallout meets the grittiness of of, of 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 Witcher's writing with monsters and all that stuff. But you're in Russia, so everyone technically sounds a little bit more badass than usual. Likable and cool. Yeah, Russian winter, ra- Russian radioactive winter post-apocalypse. But what? Um, I realized that Metro always looks great. Like no metro game has looked bad. Like I think I played the Redux version of Metro, the first two Metro games. 
I was pumped when I was playing it. Like, oh my god, this looks great. Like, I could just stand in one area and take a screenshot. That would be my wallpaper for a good <laughs> few weeks, and it would people wouldn't know where it came from <laughs> if I didn't tell them. Foray games know, know their stuff, but then they they love it. And it's Deep Silver. Deep Silver does visually amazing stuff, to be honest, to begin with. So, yeah, it's... Uh, they do. Like... They really do. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, uh, Earl, what is your favorite re-release or remake or remaster? It's either Judgment or The Mass Effect. Legendary <laughs> Edition. But I'll go with Judgment because that's the game that I have played. It's much more smoother compared to the PS4 version. Mm-hmm. But I played it on the Series X, so the stuff, the frames are much more stable. It's flu- fluid, but it provides also an alternative to those who are cl- clamoring that why Yakuza 7 is a turn-based JRPG type. Uh, like a, a game. Yeah. yeah. Like so, they had a Greek formula. <laughs> yeah, it's a good it's a good game. It's a standard Yakuza type game where if you just grind early chapters, you're gonna be OP on going to the <laughs> <laughs> you're going smooth sailing to your next yeah. chapters. Basically I'm still in chapter two grinding max ta- max stats. <laughs> That's not how you play the game. It's okay. Just, just I'm, I'm playing Yakuza like I'm playing Final Fantasy or any JRPG. <laughs> Grind it all out before going Grind to main mission. Yeah. That's the point of JRPGs anyway. Or rather, have fun. Games in I general. Do, I do uh, want to say about Mass Effect, the reason why Mass Effect Legendary Edition, I love Mass Effect and I love it to death so much. I would tell people, always play it. That said, they took out Miranda's ass shot in Mass Effect 2. I will, never, I will, I will, I will never forgive them for taking away the despite the reason why we play and romance Miranda has been about fan service. <laughs> Mass Effect, right there. But yeah, um, yeah. Uh, oh my God, there's there are actually many re-releases. Um, What's I yours? think my pick would. Um, what would be my pick? That's right, interesting. Right. Um, it's crazy. It's crazy. I would say that uh, it would be the Yakuza Remastered really? Collection. Oh. We, oh, we, oh, tend, yeah. we tend to, um, you know, the Kiwami 1 and 2 remakes are really great. Mm-hmm. But, you know, people are kind of craving for what if you re- at least remaster the rest of the Yakuza series? Because Three, four, five. it's yes. so... Uh, because... They didn't age well. Like Yakuza games, uh, Yakuza yeah. games are fun, are great. They look, they yeah, st- the old. older ones look great. But when you see how how much Sega can do with uh, with the amount with the current tech they have, so like with the budget, like oh yeah, you know, I, I would always say that yeah, Yakuza is like the cooler Shenmue. Mm-hmm. <laughs> buy the Microsoft, just buy them now. Dude. <laughs> That's why I well you know Shenmue for me will always hold a special place because yes. uh, I like Ryo Hazuki I love the story that's why I wanted it to continue I was happy we got Shenmue three but I know they could do more but there's that's outside of Sega's realm already with the Yakuza series um, I also bought it I bought the remastered collection mm-hmm. but I haven't sat down to play it <laughs> damn well I want to enjoy it just not think of anything yeah. else but there's so many other games. 
I want to sit down and enjoy it. <laughs> I think um, if I were to play the Yakuza series, that would I would like to ha- I would have to bunker bunker up for maybe a year or half a year mm, because that would yeah. be the only series I'll be playing from start to finish. Um, I, rem- I, I just want Kiwami. to explore Don Quixote in plate and piece. I just want to go to the yeah. Don Quixote store. <laughs> Like I just want, I just want to finish the Tamiya mini game in Kiwami, please. <laughs> I just want to win that. There, I like, I love that. I love how you. Um, that's why I think that's why I like uh, that they remastered all of the remaining yeah. Yakuza games because those deserve a lot of love. They're really, um, they were really underrated. Um, and. Speaking of remasters, Virtual Fighter would the Virtual Fighter Five this year would not have happened if Sega did not work on putting uh, Virtual Fighter, I believe, in Judgment. If that, if, yes. if it oh, wasn't yeah. a mini people, game, that's right. Yeah. Mini game, quote unquote, people, mini game. Imagine, yeah, Sega Sega mini games. I I would argue have been at the best <laughs> because. Technically, they aren't mini games, but hey, they count. They're full games. They're full, full games. Game. The game, but you're playing a game within the game, which is right. bigger. Yeah. Oh. What's What's uh, that mecha game of Sega? I played that on the Yakuza series. I forgot which Yakuza series it is. Virtual but... on. Oh yeah, that one. Virtual. Virtual on. Okay, virtual on. Oh my I god. I that mini game. Which Yakuza game has virtual on? Ah. Uh... <laughs> Kiwami 2, Kiwami 2. Oh, okay, so it's oh, together, so that, it's together so with the minigame toilets. Where okay, you... so I'm no longer playing Kiwami 2. I'm playing virtual on now. Okay. <laughs> but yeah, um, I guess this is like the best way to start. Uh, we're at the 10 games of the year. And um, I think we're, we're all going to start with, uh, with like a little uh, sizzler, you know, appetizer. And, you know, we go to the final final picks, personal picks. Um, and then we go. We go to the last one, uh, of course. Uh, first off, we get, uh, I think this one this one is here just because of how, how crazy the reception of this one, how crazy the internet was for it. This is Resident Evil Village for the... PS4, PS5, PlayStations, Xboxes, and the PC. <laughs> and um, Resident Evil 7 was the biggest risk Capcom ever did to Resident Evil. Mm-hmm. Like, for me, like, uh, 4 sure was a risk, but 4 was a result of them trying out different game engines to see which one works. One <laughs> of the failed game engines turned into Devil May Cry, so it turned exactly. out well. So Resident Evil Village um had to do something because Resident Evil 6 uh did not was not received well even though in in general it's a solid action title it is but then again people people want Resi Resi for uh survival horror mm-hmm. I Survi- mean I know Resident Evil even. The was the more action packed survival horror out of any of the survival horror games yes. always because it has it has the most guns and ammo you can ever pick up in a in zombie <laughs> zombie game. But yeah, Resident Evil Seven was the huge risk that yes. uh, paved the way for Resident Evil Village, which became uh, one of the most talked about games of the first half of the year. Yes, uh, of course, Lady Dimitrescu is like uh, a good a big reason chunk of that. Two thirds, maybe three fourths of the. Lady. 
Her name is Tall Lady. Tall Vampire Tall Lady. Or as some members of the internet would say, Mommy. Mommy. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, um, despite that, people forget. Like, there's a whole crazy cast of characters in Resident Evil Village. Mm-hmm. Um, there are different areas in the game that just, yeah. you know, they, they change. it changes up. It changes up the entire uh, setting. Getting out of Dim- Lady Dimitrescu's castle is the first objective. And that's where you get to experience er- everything else. And that's why I think, yeah. They call it, they call it, oh, pardon me, Neil. They call it Resident Evil Disneyland. <laughs> because of the theme park aspect of going around those different areas. I would like I would like this horror theme theme park. <laughs> but, <laughs> Me but yeah, too. Um, so yeah, Tim, you finished this one. Uh, yes. How was the experience from start to finish? Uh, well, every Resident Evil game that comes out, I get the collector's edition, and I have the Chris Redfield statue up there. I don't know if you can see it behind me, and there, along mm. with Jill and Leon from RE2 Remake and. RE3 remake. Well, I can say this is definitely better than Resident Evil 3 remake. That's for sure. <laughs> but, uh, of course, it. well, if you enjoy the first-person Resi games, and this is like a combination of Resident Evil 7, less the scares, more of the shock and the uh, uh, gung-ho Resident Evil 4-style action, because now you have a merchant again. And that's another fan favorite character, the Duke. Stranger. The Duke sells you ammo like the merchant from Resident Evil 4. Then you can upgrade your weapons. And uh, <laughs> there's even a mercenaries mode once you finish the game. Uh, for me, it was fun. Uh, and it was nice to see Chris Redfield all rugged up, much mm-hmm. older. Uh, <laughs> not boulder He's punching. Age now. <laughs> yes. Pro- probably probably uh, tired from all that's happening for the past tired from, tired from cleaning everything up he's like <laughs> he's basically he's basically san andreas all over again oh shit here we go again, we go again. <laughs> but he's my favorite character in the franchise ever since the original mm-hmm. resident evil so yeah. i follow this series because i'm drawn to it it was what got mm-hmm. me to get a playstation and i will be damned not to follow the sequence of events for that story. I just hope whatever follows after Village, uh, well, it's let's pass it on the torch. Let's try something new, right? Yeah. Aside from even winters. <clears throat> because this first person Resi has been working well. Like, I think I think putting it into first person just uh, you know ups the immersion, <laughs> ups the scare factor a bit. Which, but it reminds me, uh, there were problems with the PC version. Also. Oh yeah, uh, there was like a protection code. I don't know if you guys read about that. That caused mm-hmm. it to slow down or it bugged whenever you'd face the the maidens, the the daughters of Lady D. I don't mind oh. it slowing down when he's, it's like, Woo. <clears throat> <I'm kidding>. Woo. <laughs> yeah. But it's not over yet because Capcom did promise that there's a DLC coming. There's a DLC for, for more information on that. That's cool. And especially and, if you finish the game. Yes. There should be DLC after that. After you okay. Nobody is holding their breath for uh, that other free Resident Evil game that came out that got delayed, that had all of the characters. I think you know what I'm talking about, right? Uh, oh, yeah. Is uh, that freebie? Uh, I forgot. 
forget what you call it. Always call them so sorry. That, that kind of that kind of battle royale among us thing that they want to do with it with the, yeah. With the yeah yeah it was supposed to come out with Resident Evil Village but it got delayed and it got delayed so nobody's holding their breath Damn. yeah they're they're gonna it's gonna that that one's gonna take a long while and but yeah I Resident Evil Village is our first entry into this nice list uh next up we have uh, another uh another horror trigger trigger experience in the medium so this is earl's the medium, so earl. the medium. Yeah. Uh, i think this was an xbox exclusive first timed exclusive timed. yeah it was a timed exclusive and then it was released elsewhere so ps5 and pc I now gets this another game in my backlog list <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah we're gonna talk about backlogs later, but yeah, <laughs> yeah. the medium is uh, pretty interesting. So mm-hmm. let's go. So the medium is a is a game where when it was released, people were looking for games like Silent Hill. Yes, because there's PT did not happen. <laughs> so so they I call mean. medium the the closest game on that date. That near Silent Hill because it's more on a psychological type of a game, but also the mechanics of having two screens. In most part of the game, you have two screens playing the same characters. Like you have your own alter, your own alter self on the on the spirit world. <laughs> so basically, it's not more on a mainly jump scare type of game. It's like a classic Silent Hill game where it's more on the story. It's more on the lore and the story. They it develops slowly and it has a good overall story if you finish it through. And it also ends in a cliffhanger, so most likely there will be part two. <laughs> okay. Okay. Selling point there is Yeah. The other thing is the game has music composed by Akira Yamaoka. Mm-hmm. That's why there's a connection to Silent Hill there. And on a technical level, it's brilliant. And from a director's perspective, it's brilliant. Because never can you play a game. Side to side. It's side to side. It's two different worlds being rendered on one screen in real time. And both experiences are wildly scary and different from one another. As as Earl said, the story is crazy. But then it's it's the type that just keeps gripping you. And you keeping track of these worlds as you're going into both of them. It's wonderful. It's wonderful. Yeah, I, I call I call the way of rendering those world those parallel worlds a GPU burner because yeah, that's crazy. <laughs> it's crazy good. The crazy the details are wild. So makes me hope yeah. that you'll have split screen co-op in this generation again. Maybe. Maybe well one game kinda proves that game. can exist. So there there's 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 hope. There's for that. hope. Yeah, I mean, okay. Uh huh. No, no. I was gonna say, uh, aside from the medium, for those who are looking for uh, consolation, uh, classic survival horror. There's also Tortured Souls. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, Tortured Souls. Really cool. We they're always, but yeah, Silent Hill. Like, so yeah, we need more. We need more survival horror in the next. Oh, I mentioned something in the Game Awards. He's yeah, like, that's what Guillermo <laughs> mentioned something. Uh, and yeah. here's the thing: uh, the rumor mill is that this might be the thing that Kojima uh, Kojima is working on with Xbox. We don't know if it's a thing, but we don't know yet. We need Hopefully, 
If it's next year, Keely, Keely, bring it. Xbox, bring it. Please give us something. Give yeah. us something. Kojima, Kojima is bound to make. Kojima is bound to announce something. He no one's is, gonna stop him. No one's gonna stop him. If yeah, he can't I mean, make he has Hill, the, he'll make his own Silent Hill. <laughs> he has the budget of uh, of the entire of Sony Computer Entertainment at his wallet. Wow, <laughs> it's iffy. Sony helped him start, but we don't yeah. know where he's going because yeah, but yeah, Kojima, Kojima yeah. Studios at least. Gets the blessing of the biggest devs, so you know. Anyone, he opened the happy. He opened his own movie production. Yeah, you so, think so, recently? Yeah, yeah. So he's, he's gonna like, enjoy a lot of stuff there, and I really hope will throw they, money at him. Exactly. Yeah, throw money, he'll make something. Yeah, uh, he'll make something uh, beyond your imagination, literally, because you know, uh, I've, <laughs> even Metal Gear Solid games surprised. Surprise yeah. me. Surprise, yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, let's go. Next one, our our second, uh, our third entry is my personal pick. And it's a little game called Eastward. Um, I yeah. know games are a lot of games this year, uh, a lot of the big, big triple A games are, you know, huge budget, massive worlds, high level, high level visuals. But you know, imagine that all of those, all those games that were released, and what won me over is a pixel art RPG yes. that looks like Earthbound yes. and Mother Three. Yes. Mm. And, you know what it reminds me of? You, do you remember the old Game Boy Advance games, the, the Legacy of Goku games? Uh huh. That were RP- <laughs> They were the, they were basically the same way. You got you went around the Dragon Ball world. And you were like Goku fighting like this, and you just press the. It, it's it's the same, it's the same art style. It's amazing. So it's like yeah. oh, oh, art. oh my god, this this game. Um, I think I was curious. I was looking for a game that I would like to play. You know, I was thinking, hey, uh, I I would let's look at the indie titles this year. Let's look at some of the ones on Steam. And, and I stumbled upon this one. I, I looked hard. I looked hard at this game. I was looking at the trailer, um, and you know, watching it made me feel warm inside because it reminded me of Mother Three. Okay, mm-hmm. I love how beautiful that game is and how sad that game story is oh, for yeah. how bright it looks. And it kind of reminded me of that. And when I played it, yeah, it's that. It's the same. It's almost the same degree of uh, Mother series levels yeah. of um, bright but bleak. And yeah. it's so good though. Um, one thing uh, I like it, I like about it. I think it's the amongst the games listed here, it's the simplest in terms of mechanics. It's so simple. Um, the it's not really gonna it's it's not gonna challenge you completely. But the thing is, it's it's the it's the setting. It's the characters. Like they build up the world. They build up the world you're traveling into. Each area you go to, you have people you care about, and you know the whiplash of the whiplash of the events that happen there. You know, just slam, basically slamming the door in front of your face. Yeah. You make you 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 Feel want it. to sure you want to guarantee that it never happens, and that I think that's what drives the game to be. That's what that's what drives Eastward's story. You yeah. know, it's it has it had a lot it has a lot of heart and oh yeah the the soundtrack the soundtrack is catchy it's from um one of the guys who composed it 
uh, the main composer for it uh, also made uh, also was part of the composer team in Halo Infinite. So you know, crazy. Yeah. Uh, crazy catchy uh, pixel music, and then yeah, the pixel art graphics. Damn. Uh, <laughs> I I always describe it to people as if Gravity Falls was in pixel art, this is the art style. That's it. Yeah, it's pretty. It's close on. It's close on the mark, and <laughs> yeah. Um. I enjoy this game to that uh there's a reason why I spent hours on this. Just I think I spent like two straight weeks. Just I after work I play this at least a couple of hours just to get through everything. And yes. even though it's the even though it's uh it's a relatively easygoing uh game in terms of difficulty, hmm. it's so it's just it's just the adventure. Oh, the, the journey, the journey uh, beats out everything. Yes. <laughs> the entire journey just wins over. Mm-hmm. And uh, also worth noting, it's this one has an RPG within an RPG, <laughs> and that's what I love about it. Um, the title of the RPG in question is Earthborn, which Boy. is uh, yeah, this is totally not uh, Earthbound slash Dragon Quest. So, <laughs> but yeah, I like it. Um, this is the this is the tiny maybe the tiniest title on this list in terms of like uh in terms of scale and budget it's uh and maybe even file size it's barely two gig <laughs> it's what? Barely two yeah it's, it's i can't believe that it's not even it didn't even rack up to like uh didn't even rack up to three because i think it's still uh it's still a sizable game you know pixel art is still heavy Especially with the amount of detail that they showed. Yeah, that's what kind of pixel art that you're rendering. <clears throat> yeah. Also, uh, I would like to just drop a mention for another pixel art game called Unpacking, <laughs> which yeah. is really cool. Yeah. Jude, <laughs> yeah. um, Jude, have you heard yes. Fantasian? Fantasian? Mi- by Miss Walker. Miss Walker. Miss Walker. Oh, no. oh. It's oh, a diorama. No. It's like Eastward also, but the map is... Uh, based on the diorama scale. Oh no! Oh no! This is the oh no! Is this Sad, sadly? It's only for Apple and their iOS counterpart. Yeah, basically. <laughs> well, that's fine. Um, I, Apple I could use a could use a nice Apple little touch, could use a Apple nice little game for yeah. themselves. And oh yeah, this one was this one. I was eyeing at this, but I since saw I that, don't have I saw... Apple. Different- I saw it in the advertisement on the Apple TV when I opened the Apple TV. And Ooh. I was when I saw Miss Walker, I always remember Blue Dragon and Lost Odyssey. Yeah. Too bad oh. I don't too bad I don't want to subscribe to it. <laughs> yeah, too yeah. bad. Me also. I'm an yeah, Apple yeah. user, but I don't I engage in yeah. those because I'm trying other things. I got Game yeah. Pass. If it ain't on Apple, Game Pass, Apple, Apple you Apple, you're doing well in the gaming department, but yeah, the we're phones. sorry. For the phones, you're doing good at the phones. Yeah. <laughs> they're they're having they're having their own niche there. It's pretty cool. Yeah. And then from one RPG, you know, we there's it's this list it's is so RPG dominated. Um, <laughs> next up we have Shin Megami Tensei Five. Of course, um, you know Shin Megami Tensei has been uh, a wild ride. Um. Also, jumping platform to platform. Um, Shin Megami Tensei 3, the original was a PS2 title. Uh, Shin Megami Tensei 4 was DS or 3DS? 3DS. Yeah, 3DS. 3DS. And there's, um, two, there's two, yeah, there's there's a couple of Shin Megami Tensei 4s on, on hmm. 3DS. Oh, God. 
But yeah, Shin Megami Tensei has always been the series that's yeah, that's uh, pretty unique. Uh, you know, it's helped spawn Persona, Digital Devil Saga, Devil Summoner. Summoner. And if it weren't for Shin Megami Tensei, we wouldn't have uh, an entire universe of games to enjoy. Yeah. And Doing a good I, job, Atlas. Yeah, I love that. Uh, Shin Atlas Megami Tensei yeah. 5 picked, uh, picked the Switch. As well, like um, this you know, one, Nintendo, this one would yeah. not exist without Shin Megami Tensei. Yeah, see, mm. that's Why one thing. Think... Um, yeah. Shin Megami Tensei is on the Switch, and it's fun to see an RPG exclusively mm-hmm. on the Nintendo console because we're that one. There was one time in a in like a few decades ago where the be- only time, the only place where you can get the best RPGs is on the Nintendo system. So that's. Yeah, kind of nostalgic on that part. Actually, all the best, all the best uh, RPGs are usually on a Nintendo handheld. Crit, uh, Tactics was on handheld. Uh, Devil, Summoner, Devil Summoner and a lot of other RPGs uh, were on handheld. Uh, the, handheld the RPGs place. are Fire Emblem. It's perfect because if you need to take Fire it on Emblem. the go, play, go. Yeah. Uh, to be fair, uh, our handheld RPGs are. One of the most slept upon games yeah. in anywhere. Um, GBA is an RPG machine, at, yes. at one way or another, and people forget that. And we have Shin Megami Tensei Five to remind everyone that you know playing an RPG on a handheld console is something so that's possible, worth playing. Yeah. And Earl, so this is your pick. Um, hmm. What do you like, or what? Well, yeah, what? What's what's there to love in Shin Megami Tensei? Let's go first with the battle system. So their battle system is a bit unique compared to the Persona battle system because as as Shin Megami Tensei games and Persona, there's a weakness and critical bonus to to you yourself when you hit it to the enemy. The Persona, uh, the Shin Megami Tensei Five, the enemy can also have that benefits also. So if they land a critical hit or hit your weakness, they can have additional, additional attacks. Bonuses. No. Uh, bonuses. They can attack you again after that. So imagine if they can succeed in multiple criticals. If you have an enemy of one, so it's okay. But if your enemy is, it's at least three or four, they can team wipe you in just basically one round. One round. So <laughs> let's go aside from the battle system. I like the story of the lore where each demons has their own stories. That their stories are not just flavor text to the background that was presented to them. So not oh, putting God. too much spoilers. Each demon slash gods has an affinity with each with each other. So Norse mythology, Japanese gods, or other types of gods. So basically, they they all have their own stories and their own reasons why the post-apocalyptic Japan scenario in that game is present. And also with the DLC, I think it was uh, it shows the Shin Megami Shin Megami Three. I think the Devil Summoner. Mm-hmm. The main character is in the DLC. It's your opponent and they also gave a, a bit of fan service to those people who makes theories or whatsoever that the Shin Megami Tensei lore or everything, including Persona, is just entirely one one plot. 
because that that DLC shows that there are four four pale riders that that tells you they are part of a different universe with different <laughs> with different characters that that they deal with and they came to check if you are like eligible to fight the the demifiend which is the devil summoner so basically it's also a fan service that to shows that maybe it's a nudge or a hint that the next iteration of Shin Megami it can have a multiverse type of storyline or some sort so we can <laughs> we, you can hope to see that maybe oh man um Shin Megami Tensei. Yeah, I, I would say that Shin Megami Tensei is the grindier, uh, no, yeah. grindier of all the, of all its of all its peers of all its. Yeah. Uh, it's the <laughs> most technical of of, of 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 everything that came out of Outlast. Yeah, so yeah, it's the. It, I remember my I remember my I remember um, uh, friends at work where they were playing Shin Megami Tensei three and now they're playing five. Yeah, it's 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 like a grind fest of a game. <laughs> It's it's uh it's like hell to get through. I mean they're demons, yeah, sure. But yeah, it's it's really... I always I always put Shin Megami Tensei as it's 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 the more badass grittier brother uh, brother of Digimon. Because it has oh, yeah. feels Megami like it where you make Shin Megami Tensei. Oh my god, it's on the Switch and it's fun. Um yeah, it's 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 a game of the year candidate. It's late in the year, it released the, it's November, right? It's a November release yeah. and I think that's what I love about this year. It's just every month has, has a solid that's game. For all there, for yeah. all consoles, all consoles generally have something to play with. Yeah. yeah, there's something to look forward to for every system. Um and that's the best part. And next up we have Guardians of the Galaxy. Oh yeah. Oh. Uh, this um this was awesome. uh this Guardians of the Galaxy was Square Enix, right? Yes, it was. 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 Montreal, but it was published by Square Enix. Okay, it was Square Enix published game, but yeah. Um, you know, Guards of the Galaxy. I mean, coming off from Avengers, you know, you you were kind of scared. Of course, under the same publisher, but it turned out to be good. And they had the And here's the thing: they had the same cringy in your face visuals like, oh we're gonna be like the mcu but not really we're gonna be our own thing and everyone's yeah, like oh right. to make their own thing <laughs> and you play through it and suddenly holy shit this is sticking so close to 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 to, to the comics it is hewing so close to the dan abnett and landing run in the comics and it is oh, one of the most legendary 25 issue comic book runs in guards of the galaxy history ever it's why they were so popular in in recent <clears throat> years because of that run like james gunn owes a lot of his guardians from that thing mm -hmm. uh, visually and this takes a lot from that as well really cool yeah. as neil said there you go i mean much of mainstream marvel fans or people who watch the mcu know the guardians because of that film but mm -hmm. <laughs> There, uh, without I mean, look at Hawkeye now. We owe it to Matt Fraction and David Adjas, Ron, for having those aesthetics there. The logo itself, right? Right, Neil, you watch it too, right? So. right. And, and the, the best thing about uh, the Guardians of the Galaxy is that 
it's a fun game. It, you totally get the gist of all of the characters. They all have fantastic arcs. And it has a, a Mass Effect light system where your choice do ma does matter. So it, it takes <laughs> bits and bobs from the best. Like it takes stuff from the from uh, from action heavy stuff like DMC. It takes stuff from 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 other. It, it it doesn't do anything unique onto the table, but it's so well put as a package that you can't help but enjoy the ride that uh, Idis Montreal puts you on. Oh wow! It, no no arguments there. No arguments. It's the same way as Marvel Avengers. Marvel Avengers took everything from every beat em up beat em up game, but then it kind of it was kind of generic. But then I just launched yeah. the same thing. They took everything but packaged it in such a way that it's fun. I think that's what the Marvel Avengers game lacked. Whereas Marvel Marvel Avengers had a great story. It had a great story, mind you. It was great. But then mm. was it fun to play? First few <laughs> levels. The first level was fun when you were saving San Francisco. After that, of was Guardians yeah. of the Galaxy from start to finish. You were enjoying everyone's banter. You were enjoying, oh, what what crap am I gonna do now? Uh, I yeah. think I think we also have to point out the fact that uh, unlike Avengers, they did not concentrate on the DLC or the microtransactions and the multiplayer yeah. because they just wanted to tell a good single player. Sorry, was story. Priority. That, that's the thing. Like Spider-Man, Insomnia just threw it in for Peter Parker and Miles Morales in a self-contained single-player experience world. It also answered big questions about are they all in the same universe? That sort of thing. Eh? <laughs> so yeah, it's great stuff. If you're if you're an eagle-eyed fan of the gaming universe, you'll have your answers. If you're an eagle, if you're a fan of Marvel in general, yes. it's it's a great title to play through. Yeah. Very good pick. Very good pick. I think, yeah, this ranks up as one of the best superhero games out there. And, yeah, um, Marv Guardians of the Galaxy. Also, um, you know, Marvel on the superhero side of things, superhero video game side, I think DC has the upper hand because, you know, the Arkham games are immaculate. Uh, but uh, here's the thing. We haven't we haven't seen a Batman game in years. And now Marvel's in a while, fighting. so yeah. And Marvel, outside of the Avengers, have been doing pretty good. Ultimate Alliance yes. 3 was fantastic. Marvel Spider-Man, no question, is great. Oh, and, then you have, and, then you have, and then you have Wolverine on the Horizon, Spider-Man 2, and then Guardians of the Galaxy worked out really well. Yeah. So the I am excited, though, for DC with Wonder Woman because it's my monolith. Oh, God. It, oh, it, Nemesis system. Nemesis system on a superhero game that fits. And then... Uh, Suicide Squad looks fun. I mean, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I know all you have to do mm -hmm. in Suicide Squad is to just give them, give the, give all the action, make the action as smooth yeah. as possible, and make it yeah. as crazy as make you it can. Make it back for blood, but Suicide Squad, it'll sell. Yeah, me, yeah, make it. <laughs> just make it crazy, and you, I guess, we'll all be fine. You know, it's not gonna, it's not gonna. Uh, it's not gonna ruin anything. They finally so, broke out of Batman games. Oh yeah, I, I was so happy to see them. Not, I don't see Batman. Yeah. Batman is not there. I, I think. I mean, Gotham Knights is on the horizon, but finally. Yeah, I, yeah. Hey, I, we're doing I Gotham, Yeah, Gotham Knights would happen, but hey, uh, at least they're uh, they're kind of out of Batman. With yeah. uh, it's it's like their big yeah. big break away from Batman. Uh, what I, I'd be interested if they with Wonder Woman they start a, a they start a gaming verse where they can do, they have bat they have the Arkham Batman and then you have the Wonder Woman from this one coming up 
Are we finally gonna get a Superman game? <laughs> a oh yeah. Game? Well, yeah. Superman games. I mean, I know that the world has uh, the world has trauma. Yeah. Has trauma from uh, previous Superman games. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, uh, that would be fine. Yeah. So yeah. Um, hey. Uh, Let's go. Can you hear me? Yes. You, oh yeah, yeah. We can see and hear you. So just in case. Yeah, I can. I have lost visual. Oh, it's fine. Oh, yeah. well, for now, uh, I think uh, it'll pop it'll be fine. Or unless you can. Okay. Yeah. So. All right. But yeah. All right. Yeah. Guardians is uh Guardians is a masterpiece of um of that. Oh yeah. Also, hey Martin P, welcome, welcome. Yeah, there was a bit of feedback. Oh yeah, there there was feedback on that one. But hey, we're back we're and back. I'm back. We're yeah, here. thank you. Good, good. But I and then um you guys about Wonder Woman and the Cumberbatch. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. God, they need to do that. They have they to do that. that. And they have the opportunity for it. Yeah. Um, next up, we have um, my another personal pick of mine. My second one is Ruin King, A League of Legends Story for the PS4, Xbox One, Switch, and PC. Interesting that it's on the PS4 and Xbox One and not on the new gen consoles. Yeah. I mean, I know uh, backwards compatibility solves all that. I think. Of course. Uh, no, uh, they're, they're actually releasing. Uh, they they haven't worked on the next gen patch for it yet, but it is gonna be a oh, next. Gen. It's just that. Okay. It, it is meant for next gen. It's just that they, they're taking a while. With it, the same way that Disco Elysium took a while till they were able to get, because Disco Elysium uh, launched on PlayStation, uh, PS4, right? It launched on PS4, but it took them days to get the next gen upgrade to happen because yeah, it took a while. It took a while so, to them, yeah. but that happened. So it's gonna be the same thing. So keep mm. keep keep in touch. Also, they have to make it scalable because if they want it on Switch, they gotta make it for PS4 and Xbox, or else they ain't gonna run on the Switch. Yeah. So, so yeah, for Ruin King, it's it's Ooh. um it's a shadow drop game. Yeah. You know, Ryan decided that we knew yeah. about it. It just we didn't know when it was gonna. Yeah. Start. Uh, I, I remember, I think when I was watching Arcane, the first three episodes of Arcane, I was talk, I was uh, talking about, I suddenly remembered, wait, Ruin King is, uh, was announced, right? And then I looked at the trailer, it was like a f- eight months ago, and then I was looking, when will they ever release this? They, they, they haven't mentioned anything, and then on the second arc second act of arcane and they released that on netflix they yeah. they kind they shadow dropped it like a couple of days after and like hey hello this is uh we have a new rpg game in coming nintendo, and also nintendo had a direct nintendo had a direct arcane yeah like, they had a direct for it and then we also have a rhythm game <laughs> so like it's a, <laughs> it's a nice pleasant yeah. surprise for riot and yeah. um i They're think they're gonna kill they're gonna kill everyone blizzard yeah you're gonna be dead <laughs> yeah what, what i love about um how riot does things um they all release it when everything is uh well cooked already in a, in a way um valorant was a project that they started in like 2015. yeah they've been they've been uh they've been reworking that for so long and 
when it fin- when it was ready in 2020, it was already great. It was already working well. They just, and of course, you know, the usual grind of the usual uh, the usual cycle of patching things up every now and yeah. then. You know, that's that's the that's the life cycle of a multiplayer game. Yeah. Yeah. And then we get Ruin King, which is is from the guys who made Darksiders Genesis. Yeah. And uh, and and Night Chasers Battle War, and it has the same visual right. style. Uh, it has the same gameplay elements, but Battle still Chaser. has the same Battle Chasers Night War. Yeah, yeah, it had the same, but it still looked like League of Legends. So that was one thing. Yeah, right. If you're playing on PC, the you can do the right click to move the character to a certain location. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The right click, the MOBA. The League of Legends controls control there is 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 right there. Although right now I'm playing it on controller, so it, because it feels more stable. Um, <laughs> the keybinds are the keybinds are just uh, wha- uh are just uh cramping my hands there. But yeah, um, Ruin King is a fully fledged RPG. You know, you think that hey, is Ruin King uh just a tie-in um RPG like a DLC? Or, you know, extra lore piece that wouldn't take long. Um, no, Ruin King is like a, a full like 20 to 30, 20 to 40 hour RPG experience where it has one of the more interesting combat schemes this year. Yes. Uh, it's a turn-based RPG that feels like Final Fantasy X. Uh, I forgot what, what's their system called there. But yeah, it's a, the sequencing is a... Turn based, it's turn based, but it's based on uh, a queue system that decides. Uh, that's determined by, yeah. How powerful yeah. do you want your stuff to hit? If do you yeah. want yes. do you want to go yeah. ahead to turn, you'll hit, you'll hit weaker. If you want to go pow- more powerful, you're gonna go later in the yeah. The, the lane system is fun, <clears throat> so even though I just go the normal lane usually, but yeah, the power lane and speed lane just add extra dimensions to the gameplay. Especially if you want and debuff stuff. Also, yeah, like you have to do a combo of both two lanes to debuff someone to dispel something. It's there's a lot of strategy to it. I like um, I I like how uh, how it makes you think because if you go jump in straight forward, just bash the enemy using the same set of skills, you you might you just get you can get destroyed. And you have to think. You have to think, and if you're a low player, you have to think, oh, am I going to play support? The support player, does it go, does it go ahead or yeah. does it go? You have to right. think of, you, you have to think of laning, as it were. <laughs> That's the third yeah. thing. What I, like about, uh, what I like about all the Riot properties that they released related to League of Legends is that mm-hmm. they kept the League of Legends DNA there. Yeah. Uh, of course, Wild Rift is basically mobile, a mobile version of League of Legends. Rune Terra is a card game version of League of Legends. But it's amazing how they've yeah. its mechanics. Yeah, in. like Holy the, the fact that the fact that it's you're still breaking the nexus in the card game. It's it's great. Um, like and then you get yeah. be... and then you get the same. Uh, you get some of the same uh, systems in Ruin King. The, yeah. the champion abilities are the same. Um, the visual is the same, you know. The way you move around the map is at least uh, feels like a league, but you're in an RPG, so that's yeah. great. Um, apart from that, the story is great. Um, it's all about uh, uh, it features misfortune in a league role, somewhat, and then you have Ilawi Pike, 
uh, Yasuo and Ari there and Brom. And Brom, the most chads of chads. <laughs> I, I call him, uh, I, he reminded me of Alex Armstrong from Full Metal Alchemist. Same lovable, same lovable, same yeah. lovable big guy, uh, lovable yeah. bruiser type Bad. of character. And, and know, I tried to take a shot and Alex Armstrong was like, no! <laughs> I, I bet, I'll bet they'll have an inter-universe handshake at some point. But yeah, um, Rune King is such a such a great game. Um, the story is the story is the story is fully fleshed out. Um, everything else, it's it's all it's a it's a it's a. I love how it feels. It, no. It's a game that stands on its own. Mm-hmm. It's uh, the music reminded me of Witcher Three, so that's a plus. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it reminded me of um, actually like maybe Gwent music. <laughs> Gwent. So that was yeah. something. Uh, that was something I enjoyed. Um, and what I like about it is it's challenging. Yes. It's challenging. Like mm. sure you're sure you think that it's it's uh you think that Riot didn't make didn't develop too much to make an RPG, but no, they, they went all out for that. Like you no, know, this is care. a complete experience. Like we're not gonna skip on the details. We're gonna make sure that this is something that's playable and worthy of being uh not just a simple side story yes it, it's not a cash grab either yeah it's not a cash grab like it's it's not like an rpg they just threw in hey yeah. this is an rpg based on our ip yes and uh, instead you know they presented this is an or this is a complete experience Based on our AP. <laughs> and people have been asking for this because not a lot of people will be playing MOBAs. Not a lot of people will be playing. Yeah. But people who watch Arcane or who've been, who experienced LOL or Runeterra for the first time through the show finally have another avenue. Like, oh, I've always seen this on YouTube, but I never could play this. But now <laughs> I have something for me. And in the future, they'll be making more of these things. And that's wonderful. They're going to make a fighting game too. So that's yeah, really crazy. <laughs> And the whole fighting game community is hyped for it. Me too. Yeah, I, I like how I think my I think my friends who are fighting game uh, enthusiasts when mm-hmm. they were when they looked at how Hello. how the upcoming Project L I think that's what it's called Project L yeah yeah was was working on the like the the initial footage they saw yeah it was smooth they they you you knew you know they you know they spent like uh, at least four years three years three to five yeah. years cooking this up to make sure that have a concept yeah it's a it's a proper a fighting game that's not like half-baked um i love that they're not half-baking things uh even their ry- rhythm game is uh it's pretty yeah. fun it's interesting i love it so much and it's zigs like let's go blow up the town <laughs> it's, it's beautiful um but yeah, Riot is on a roll, and Ruin King is one of their best, uh, one of their best games around. Uh, Riot yeah, Forge, and thank God for Airship Syndicate for you know bringing us yeah. like a re uh, <clears throat> a different way to experience League of Legends without having to actually play League of Legends <laughs> or Wild Rift or any. <laughs> so many Yeah, there's there's so many things. Uh, you know. Technically, Valorant is somehow linked to League of Legends. So if you want an FPS, that's the, that's there. I, I wouldn't be surprised if some somewhere down the line they actually make an Overwatch, but it's League. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, anyway. Speaking, 
our next entry, uh, we're like, we're halfway. We're halfway there. Well done. And, halfway through. Well done. Um, yes. Our next entry is a little racing game called Forza Horizon 5. And, there we go. And, you know, Somebody in a world where... In a world where Gran Turismo gets delayed half a decade <laughs> more, for Microsoft has shown that you know, hey, we can make a we can make a racing game consistently with great visuals and very enjoyable gameplay, and still make every edition worth buying. Oh yeah, right. We're not Sports okay. <laughs> Holy crap! It's the most beautiful. Um, it's 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 arguably the most beautiful racing game yet. Yeah, and even um, on even on past generation, even if you play it on Xbox Series S, it is mm. it is it runs smoothly. It runs fantastic. The scalability that 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 Microsoft did with this game is bananas. It's it's wonderful. It's still beautiful, you know. Uh, Forza Horizon is, has always been my. It's always been. Uh, it's always been uh, I, I, I'm not. A, I don't have an Xbox, but whenever I see a Forza game, yeah. I just, I just stare and then you know admire like, wow, this is this is what you can do in a in a racing game. And um, I know Forza is in the in between the arcade and simulation aspect. So that's yeah. one thing I like about it. Um, the reason why Forza is now more successful than uh, Gran Turismo is because it's. It's a, it has a casual. It has a, the option to you can play it casually, play and that's uh, that's what makes it great. That's what makes it better. What uh, makes it casually, especially the especially the Horizon franchise is that it's uh, it's for one in in the time of COVID, it's practically all the Horizon games are virtual tourism for anyone to play it. Oh you yeah, yeah. Play for us Horizon Four. You want to go laughing in Mexico? Go to Forza Horizon 5. And what's wonderful about it is that, oh, you want to, want to live out your fast and furious lifestyle of just drifting and for just driving around. This is Drift for family, everyone. For family. So that's really cool. Um, uh, you know how Midnight Club filled that, filled that, filled that. Yeah. Filled that, that yeah. It's Forza. Forza just slid into that slot. And, and, and if you still want to be a pro racer about it, a lot of pro racing streamers constantly play Forza Horizon with Thrustmasters and all their rigs. So far, well, we got Thrustmaster on the car game. On a casual car game. <laughs> I mean, it's worth it's worth the experience, I guess. Um, yeah, Forza Horizon is. Um, and the worlds that they make are beautiful. It's and again, I guess Forza is arguably the best racing series right 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 now. It is the best um, series right now. Yeah, uh, I think one game that would come close to it at times would be the F1 games, which has been yeah. really they really committed to making yeah, F1 um, yeah. an e sport, an e racing, uh, a complete e racing simulation. So that's one thing that's at least that's going well. But yeah, Forza Horizon Five, um, the quintessential Xbox racing game, and, yes. and, uh, and it, they keep on promoting it. Yeah, yeah they, and, and they kind of took Gran swings <laughs> three games ago. <laughs> it's so beautiful. Uh, I just wanna. 
I just wanna, <laughs> just wanna enjoy this. Uh, and if you guys wanna play it, it is on <laughs> Xbox Game Pass, on PC or anything. If you don't have an, if you don't have an Xbox, get it on Game Pass. If you want to get an Xbox, it's free on Game Pass. So, if you have both, get Ultimate Game Pass. So either way, if you're Neil on, will always promote it. You win. Yeah. Well, I, will, I will never stop promoting people saving money because I had to do that too. It's yeah. very no, and you're yeah. right. Um, why, Forza Horizon Five is, is the best racing game right now. That's coming, mm -hmm. right? The rumor. Sorry. Ah, this. The Sony uh, Game Pass counterpart. Oh yeah, there. <clears throat> that's another thing. Uh, <clears throat> the question <throat> is, can Sony release it day one on their Game Pass counterpart? Uh, they, they, know, it. they know they but can just it. drop. You know they can just drop it tomorrow. <laughs> but, <clears throat> but they're, I don't know. They're they're probably uh they're probably still. Uh, I don't know what concern they have of not making it, but hey. Yeah, that's up to them. Um, yeah. Next money. up, we that's have another... Uh -huh. Guys, we're, we're going off track. That's for a different episode. Yeah, that's for a different time. He's correct. <clears throat> He's correct. Yeah, okay. Now, our next entry is... Uh, I think this is... Uh, I would call this the comeback of the year. Oh, yeah. <laughs> comeback of the decade, maybe. This is... Uh, you know, it's been 27 years since this game had a proper main console experience. Yeah. Uh, side scrolling. And this is Metroid Dread for the Nintendo yeah. Switch. And finally, yeah. finally, like, holy crap, finally it appeared on a main line Nintendo console. I know Metroid Prime was great, but people people wanted a wanted a classic Metroid experience on the yeah. On the Wii, it's at right least, here. Or the Wii. It's right here. <laughs> it's right on the. It's right on the Switch now. Um, yeah, on the Switch. You know, uh, for the past decade, while you know, while Nintendo was, uh, while Nintendo was thinking of how do we make uh, the next Metroid game, you know, Metroidvania has been a genre that has kind of yeah. exploded, especially in indie, in the indies. And I'm so uh, happy have... Bloodstained feels that. Yeah, we had uh, we had Bloodstain, which filled which filled the Castlevania Metroid yeah. gap. We had Axiom Verge, which is a uh, yeah. We had Hollow Knight. We had um, Dead Cells. Uh, there, there's so many there's so many Metroidvanias to recommend that um, you know it's you know seeing metroid dread coming back after all of that and still still succeeding you know proving that this is the experience this is the metroid of metroidvania and, classic dude this is the yeah it's that, uh, what i what i like about it is that it's it's a modern it's uh it's a modern take on the old school formula of metroid yeah. it's still scrolling and, and, and it's scary it's scary yeah it's, uh, it's <laughs> dead space but metroidvania i'm like i think, oh, I, think they, I think they put it in the same vibe as like metroid fusion metroid fusion yeah. was the closest to a horror metroid oh, yeah. before dread but yeah god it's a horror game but yeah but metroid but, but it's not horror because oh it's it's more of oh you're gonna die if you don't move <laughs> Run for your life. and those things will kill you, you gotta use, and that's yeah you gotta use everything in your arsenal to live and that's where and 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 and, and the soundtrack and the music that comes with it when it 
when it when you're on, it's like holy crap! It, it you gotta go. Test you, especially if you're playing it. If you're playing it mobile and you Bluetooth, oh, thank God you put the Bluetooth option for for the older switch to put the earphones the buttons on. Oh so yeah. When you play that, let yourself in that game. I got. It. I enjoy the visuals. It's fast. It's fluid. Uh, and seamless. Even though the veteran here, it's like you have to start from scratch. Literally, when yeah. you land on that planet and you begin your journey, you work attention, right? Kind of like Master Chief in Halo Infinite. <laughs> but yeah, um, yeah. Welcome back for Metroid. Yeah. Hey, I'm losing you a bit. Oh, are we losing Tim? Uh. Mm -hmm. Connection bad. Yeah. Can you hear me? Yeah. Oh, there we go. You're back. There we go. Here. Yes. All right. Continue. Hello. I can hear you guys. Yep. There you go. Got you. Yeah. Uh, everybody, yeah, all right, all right, all right, thanks, Deb. Sorry, internet, the internet, yeah, yeah, a Metroid might have invaded our connection right now. I'm sad. Yes, oh, we are here. Yeah. Okay. All good. All good. All good, Tim. All good. Yeah. Okay. So okay. yeah. Um. Of all the Nintendo Switch titles, I think yeah, you know, the, the Nintendo Switch is a mach is a nice little machine that has spawned a couple of classics already, and you know, Metroid Dread hmm. is just an addition there, and I'm just happy to see Samus again. You know, get proper treatment. Me too. Me too. Yeah, because yeah, she has not experienced uh, a a proper Metroid game in a long time, yeah. and it Metroid Prime. Yeah, one. Sadly, it would be uh well if it if it would be the last uh, classic Metroid game that would still it's a, it's a great high note to end on. And hey, Metroid Prime Four is still happening, even though that one is in some development hell. Uh, it will, it will show up. We believe, we believe. It will happen. That's we, I mean, hey, Metroid Dread happened. With, uh, that thing is being hyped a lot of the wild too, so I guess they're prepared. Oh yeah, and uh, they they haven't they haven't announced anything about those two games, so um. I just hope I think they'll drop it at the some Nintendo Direct and we'll just uh, be all happy but for it. But at least we've seen Breath of the Wild too. Metroid yeah. Prime. Four. <laughs> yes. All, all we need for Breath of the Wild two is a proper title and then it's a title really hyped. because they're getting ready to release it along. Uh, they want to release it twenty twenty. That's why twenty twenty two will be insane because God of War is start. It's is the. We still have a lot of um games. remember when I said 2021 felt like 2014 all over again? Yeah. 2015 was the year where uh you know Witcher 3 Metal Gear Solid 5 just Arkham dropped Knight. and you know it was Bloodborne. 
Yeah, it, it, it's 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 a similar year to that, and we're all happy for all systems actually doing uh doing their own thing, and it's so fun to see. Uh, even the indies, like uh, this year is the year I focused on indie games a lot. They finally got and it's so fun. Heart little games with heart that you know they they have unique mechanics, and that's what I think that's what draws me uh to them, and especially that. They're, since they're smaller scale, I, I tend to enjoy them in short bursts and just uh, yeah. oh, this is my this is a story that I'll enjoy. Speaking of stories, our next one is Tales of Arise, and uh, the best RPG in the game of the, in the Game Awards this year. Uh, I think um, Tales of Arise is a '90s RPG that's modernized heavily. It's like it feels like it was remade from something, but it's not. <laughs> Um, it's an action RP. It's um, the storyline feels like a SNES RPG. <laughs> That's yes. how it feels. It's, it's like an SNES RPG, but with yeah, like, whenever I whenever I watch the dialogue, whenever I play the game and explore, I feel like if this were 16-bit, this wouldn't be any different. <laughs> yeah, because you know there's um. There's the high fantasy. There's a bit of sci-fi, and yeah, that's yeah. what the Super Nintendo RPG sometimes um, has. <laughs> so, you know, the the crazy plot twists, the bleak, the the you know, many people would die aspect, yeah. um, and of course, the well-designed enemies, the well-designed creatures of the of the game is fun. They're really great. Um, I think that. Uh, Amongst all the RPGs here, Tales of Arise kind of shines this year because I think it's the most well-rounded RPG. Yeah, and it's complete. <laughs> like one thing, I think in a game, in a in a generation where we're used to like uh, games getting constantly patched up, and yeah. you know, hey, we're gonna add this content at a later date. Tales of Arise releasing with everything in it, and uh, I know, I know, of course, there's costumes, but. That's that's uh that's just icing on the cake. That's fan service. Yeah, that's just fan service uh cosmetics that you want. It released with everything. Um I think all that's left for me when I finish the game is the one last side quest. <laughs> and, uh, uh one little gauntlet that I have to finish. But from start to finish, Tales of Rise was fun. Um it only had six characters, but hey you <laughs> all those six, six characters. <laughs> All those six characters are so fun. Uh, I was a Shion. Uh, I was a Shion. Uh, oh, okay, she, okay. Uh, well, I, you know, Shion is great. I, I, I play, I play, I play distant and heal everyone, yeah. and then yeah, and, and, then and I love the lady. And she, and she's so different compared to everyone else because yeah, she plays yeah. differently. <laughs> and I could say the same with everyone. Um, yeah. protagonist Alfen is the classic swordsman guy with a twist of uh you know sacrificing health for damage the, the usual damage. Guy. and we get a monk <laughs> a monk, monk, monk. Monk. uh oh wait which one law law yeah well, law. Monk. but law's totally fantastic. not totally not based on a certain Tekken character totally not uh, but he's combo based you have to hit combos with him it's yeah combo based oh, and boy. then you get the usual you get so the what? classic uh Classic Rinwell, the mage. I just want to say, Law plays like Tifa from Final Fantasy VII. Oh yeah, but it's a whole different level. The beat rush. Mm -hmm. 
And then, but I my, my main was aside from Shion, I love Dohalim because he oh could yeah, Dohalim was great. Dohalim yeah. could control, but also also at the same time be monkish with his with his bow. Bam, 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 bam. Yeah, and then we have Kisara, who's uh, pretty unique too. Like I have a, it. She may be really she may be the most difficult out of all of them. Yes. But yeah. it's it's just fun that it's just fun. This is what Scarlet Nexus needed when I first yeah. played the game. Okay? <laughs> this was in the demo already. Um yeah. but yeah. Um it's a straight it's a pretty straightforward story. The experience is pretty uh you just it's a it's a sure it's, it's a, a it's a linear path. <laughs> That's but one thing. They also have yeah, always succeeded in great story and visuals that are just stunning. yeah. But then again, the side quest kept uh, kept me coming back um, because I just wanted to make my character stronger and stronger oh, until yeah. I can <laughs> I can wipe out the the average level yeah. enemies in just a couple of seconds. And of course, <laughs> you'll never get that sat. What I love about Tales of Rise, you'll never get that satisfaction. Up until you completely 100% the game, or every only area. then when you 100% the game, you can actually annihilate everyone. <laughs> you platinum it. You platinum it. No, nah, I haven't. I'm like one last side quest. There's that one crazy late game side quest where uh, uh I think I think uh, I, I don't think it's a sport. It's a gauntlet of uh, boss battles. So let's just say it's oh. like that. It just it will. It will challenge you to just uh, will challenge you to your max abilities. I don't think, I think it's one of those runs where no items allowed, just the usual oh, yeah. heals. So it's gonna, it's gonna, it's gonna wreck. It's gonna make my. It's gonna take half of my day, maybe, <laughs> or a good chunk of my day. But, but yeah, Tales of Arise is so good because it's, it's so well made. Uh, it's it's just tightly made. It's uh it, it feels like one of those wonderful handcrafted things. Yes. <laughs> it's like and a handcrafted. Music, you know how everyone was blown away with Nino Kuni when it first came out? Oh first yeah. Thing? It's that same magic that it that it gives you. Yeah, I mean it, the, or, it or you Dragon don't Quest have to 11. do too much. Like Dragon Quest Eleven, when it came out, we were like, Whoa, this is amazing. It's the same it's the same same vibe. Yeah. So you still like, get the Nostalgia from classic RPGs. Exactly. Yeah, it does. It does give that. Um, it's a. That's why I think that's the theme of uh, the games that I played. Uh, the games I played have a lot of heart. <laughs> you can yeah. see they had a lot of heart developing it. Like uh, yeah. Eastward, you know, Eastward is a hearty journey. Uh, Rune King was developed with a lot of uh, with a lot of love for yeah. their League of Legends yeah. lore. And Tales of Arise, it's their twenty fifth anniversary of the franchise, and. Yeah. What better way to celebrate it by giving basically uh, a fan service of a a fan service classic? I mean, I think for me it's fan service because it's just good. Hey, we're just we're, to treat you guys for the anniversary of the game. We're just gonna give you a really great tales game. <laughs> and what? And if everyone wants more tales, uh, tales of Berseria is on sale on yeah, so tales of Berseria. And Tales of Vesperia is always on sale on Xbox and PlayStation, so you can get those. And yeah. Switch always on sale, so go pick those up if you want more. Tales yeah, all games. all the Tales games are very affordable, and I I guess it's for the better because more people need to play this. This is uh, I know they've been around for two decades, but they're pretty underrated in terms of uh, long running RPG franchises. Yeah. 
I mean, I would I would also count East as one of the underrated ones there. East, yeah. East, eight. East is always uh, East is always uh, not mentioned, not loved enough in a lot of places. So that's one thing. Um, but yeah, Tales of Rise is arguably the most accessible RPG. I think if if we're gonna put if I think if we're gonna have one game that anyone can play, I think Tales of Rise is the closest thing to that anyone can anyone can try. Oh wait, it's either that or Forza because with Forza, <laughs> press R. Oh yeah, you just have to drive. Just have to casually drive. Yeah, it's oh yeah, that's that's pretty. Uh, that's the best if equivalent there. Um, but yeah, then again, okay, we're up to our final entry, and our final entry is the recent winner of the Game of the Year for the mm-hmm. Game Awards, and mm-hmm. it's a well-deserved one because yes. you know, in a generation where multiplayer means. 16 um, wins tables of four. <laughs> yeah. In the table, in the multiples of four, whether it be four, 64, 128, we get uh, we get a co-op experience, a split-screen co-op experience to be uh, one of the two. most impressive games of the year. And it's It Takes Two by Hazelight. And Hazelight is, of course, you know, by Joseph Farris, who... Only makes co-op games at this point, and he always nails it in the head because brothers, brothers, a tale of two sons was great. Um, a way out was a fun experience, and finally we get he gets to make a game of the year worthy co-op experience. It, it takes two, and I just like this because you know um, it makes you miss couch co-op. <laughs> it makes yeah. you miss playing with friends, side to. Yeah side by side just next to you and you know invite someone over hey can you play with uh want to play with me let's finish this section right it's that and the fact you can do that offline online is is great because you know you get to feel that same nostalgia whether or not you're you're in you're on actual on an actual couch playing it and of course the narrative is basically um you know, fixing a divorce, which is heavy. Um, yeah. Honestly, uh, I forgot. I, I, you know, people forget that this game tackles a very serious subject matter, and it tackles it in such a bright way that you know, you you get to love the adventure of it, and it's so fun. Um, it's crazy to see that you know. It's just crazy that uh, the best game of the year is <laughs> one of the best games of the year is. Two players, and it's 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 a must that you play it on two players. Yes, and I know people. I know I know uh, I know the usual com- the usual complaint of people. I use but I game alone. No, this is your best chance to break the cycle, man. Yeah, <laughs> your best chance to break the cycle, and, and it takes two. And the best thing is, if you don't have a copy, if your friend has a copy, oh yeah, yes, you can carry. I mean, for uh, <laughs> for you know, for how cold a lot of game companies are when it comes to that. At least, uh, at least the shareable code system is something that a lot of other games should emulate because it's fun. Because um, games are meant to be shared. Games are meant to be. Uh, it's a community experience. And the fact that it takes two, uh, literally takes two, 
it takes two to play. It's so awesome. And oh yeah, uh, oh this is this is uh, a part. This is uh, you know where we haven't talked about how good the visuals are. You know, yes. it's basically uh, it's basically handcrafted plushy, handcrafted plushy adventures. It's and little bit planet on steroids. A little bit planet on steroids, and probably but if if it was budgeted by both Pixar and DreamWorks, if they ever had a weird collab, that's that 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 would probably look like it takes two. Oh wait, a graphical fidelity of Psychonauts two with Little Big Planet. Mash that together. Oh, oh yeah, that's pretty much it. Um, yeah, the Psychonauts two is also wild. Yeah, level design masterpiece of a game. Talking about Sega, how there's a game within a game within a game in Yakuza. Yes. It's the same banana it takes and it takes two. It, it they don't show like games, but these are game mechanics from different games that are just wow. Yeah, I, so uh, I know I know a lot of games today are have the uh they 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 get mechanics from others, but that's yeah. but that's how you evolve in, in gaming. Yeah. And though but, the best way you can execute those is make sure that you you have like uh you have like you have a twist in it that makes and, it uh, and it takes to does a fantastic way in teaching it to people it it, it, it mm. takes a it's not it doesn't feel like there's a tutorial every level the moment you see it from a game design from a gamer's perspective you know what to do or you two can figure out what to do straight yeah. away it's so think, well designed that you're like oh oh the visual oh. messaging the visual messaging that it gives to players like hey this is what you have to do. You you know you, you guide your players in a subtle way is like it's fun. It's it works so well, and that's why it's game of the year in the game awards. And I would this is uh this is and this is the best way to end our top ten list because yeah, yeah what else? Because um in a you know in a in a pretty and you in a pretty unusual year of gaming, the best game is a two player couch co op in twenty twenty one. <laughs> and here's the and, thing: not, none of these games are our game of the years. We all love these games, but we're not saying sure. that this game is the best. This game is the best. These yeah. are the best games that you could experience anyway. Anywhere you could experience games. Well mm-hmm. summed up. If, I mean, there's something to play and, at least in every. Yeah, genre. everyone, every genre has stepped up at the very least, and. We all have uh, we all have our own fun uh, fun experiences, and whether or not we're playing a shooter, we're playing an RPG, we're playing a fighting game, we're playing a racing game, and that's fun. I guess the only well, to be fair, the only the only game genre that would probably be struggling right now is soccer. <laughs> Unfortunate but, for them, but hey, basketball also. Well, there's football, but there's football manager 2021. Oh yeah, well, oh yeah, okay. Never mind, never Uh, mind. So 
probably probably uh well NBA has been the same uh has been the same game for the past uh couple of years so they were prom- yeah I, I mean that, but still, that still works so that's yeah. one thing um they just release rinse and repeat and then of course golf is also going to make a comeback with PGA tour oh yeah golf um boxing might come back so when it comes to comebacks let's talk about uh we now that we talked about our 10 best games of the year we're Let's just uh, have a brief, brief, uh, brief look at 2022 because the Game Awards was also like a hype machine in terms of um, what games we're gonna experience. And I think what what stands out for me is uh, one standout. Okay, I'll mention one standout. I think yeah, Elden Ring of course is one. That's my. Um, I know the hype for Elden Ring for the Souls fans. It has been way longer, but when I saw like why why the why uh why people are hyped about it it's and i understood and when they showed the close beta yeah the, i love that they showed the close beta because people are worried <laughs> you know people will always be worried what if what if this doesn't run well and right. the fact that the close beta showed us that it can run it can run on it can work the open world souls system <laughs> can work uh is impressive and I guess that just keeps uh, keeps the hype there, and all that it needs to do is to be a cleanly to have clean souls like mechanics, a nice little a nice little place to explore, and I guess that's it. And of course, uh, have the have the story make the story feel like uh, the same feel as uh, Dark Souls or Bloodborne, but a bit more expansive. And then you have the recipe there. It's uh. I don't think it's uh I think it's not a game that's too big to uh, too big to fail or collapse on its own foundation because the mechanics of it have been refined for a decade now. It's too, it's too good to drop. And maybe next time, maybe next time have a story that doesn't take sixty hour YouTube videos to explain the lore. Oh yeah, you know. You just have to jump in and uh jump in and bash the next guy uh dodge roll as well. Um, yeah, uh, Elden Ring is, of course, the most hype there. Um, uh, I think God of War Ragnarok is next year, yes, supposedly. We don't have a date, we don't have a date, but they promised that it's gonna be next. Stalker 2, okay. uh, Stalker guys, 2. Oh my god, yeah, that's a while, guys. Come on, for Brian to be stacked, also. I mean, we have Horizon, yeah, <clears throat> Horizon Forbidden West, yes, is um. Yeah, it's wonderful. Uh because come on, um Horizon Zero Dawn was fun. It was mm-hmm. a complete experience and it was a completely uh excellent experience. I love the world building of it and yes. the fact that they're gonna exp- expand it to the next side of the United States <laughs> is pretty interesting. We're going West Coast. We're going, We're going West, West Coast. Coast. We're no longer in Boston, guys. This is fun. Yeah. Um uh, I think for me, um, I'm I'm easy to please when it comes to Horizon Zero Dawn. Just give me more oh, yeah. mechs to take down, uh, uh, another so world to explore. Um, I don't think they really have to shake things up. Maybe, of course, yeah. add a few, add, add some new gadgets and here and there. She has, but, in, at least from what yeah. we saw in the gameplay. Yeah. Yeah. I like that uh, they, all you have to do is just um, Add a few new things and refine the experience. Of course, make the story uh, make the story worthwhile because Horizon Zero Dawn ended in a cliffhanger. 
but, but, but I mean, for me, yeah, before playing this, I guess I have to revisit that game. Mm-hmm. Again, at least the the one with the DLC. Frozen Wilds, yeah. <laughs> yes. I oh yeah, I have it. to I have to try that that section of the game out. Um I'm looking yeah. forward to Starfield because Bethesda hasn't done anything mm. new. Well, 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 their, their their side of the company anyway hasn't done anything new in terms of the RPG space. Yeah. And uh we've seen what they've done what they can do with fantasy. We've seen what they can do with post-apocalyptic. Right. Because we've seen Fallout and Elder Scrolls in some form way before they were the open sandbox RPGs now. To start an mm-hmm. open world sandbox RPG from scratch and set it as a space odyssey simulator is going to be very I'm very excited to see what 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 Tom <laughs> what Howard Todd Howard has under his wings. Because I, I really wish out. this would uh I really this is I really wish this is like their big step up. Because yeah. this is gonna be crucial for Bethesda's future. Because you know the last thing they released was the last Fallout. was Fallout of this. I mean, Doom Eternal kind of counts as, yeah. but hey, that's it's software Doom. for the most part. Yeah. Kind of saving Bethesda as a publisher, yes. as a yeah. the, the reputation of Bethesda as a publisher. So I want to see, um, I want to see Starfield succeed as well. Um, yeah. And. If they, and, if, all if, the dev diaries have been really promising with Starfield, mm-hmm. if you look them up, they're fantastic. Just and, as long as they 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 give uh they give their all their love and attention to it, please yeah. just give uh, us yeah. uh, give us something that uh, also, that would be also, cool. In the face of in the face of the outer worlds from from now now friend outer worlds because obsidian is like oh we have the outer worlds, it it mm-hmm. worked. Now we're making the outer worlds too, and guess what? Pinsan sila in Microsoft. So, are they gonna one up each other or something? This is maybe the, friendly this... competition because they have the same uh, stepmom. I, I think uh, I think the friendly competition route sounds so intriguing because intriguing. Um, and they help each Obsidian, other out. Obsidian has proven they can uh, they can still rejig their own franchise with oh. New Vegas, and they can rejig it even more without the Fallout name. <laughs> Yeah, the world. Exactly. But you know, Bethesda, now that they're working with Microsoft and they also have the license to Indiana Jones, which I'm looking forward yeah. to. Mm-hmm. I want to oh, see yeah. what they have. And, and all I just want to say is that uh, in Phil Spencer, I trust because much like uh, much like how Halo Infinite needed a year, the delay the, the delaying Halo Infinite was a big risk and it paid off really well for them. So hopefully, yeah. it'll be the same mm. with Phil Spencer being hands on as he was saying. This is what we need for the game. This is this is what we can do to write the ship. Mm-hmm. And right. uh, so I really have high hopes. And everyone seems everyone in Team Xbox seems to have high hopes for Starfield as well. They seem happy with what Howard has so far. So <laughs> that has me just, interested. Just throw money at Bethesda and then and you know, we need another space simulator in a world where oh Hogfront and Homeworld and and all the and all the space Odyssey games on PC are not fully released yet this is the closest thing we have on console yeah so, yeah <laughs> and 2022 is going to be a big year for uh oh Dune is coming back as a strategy game a strategy as it game. always is in video game form so that's Vice fun. Wars, yeah I'm happy that they I'm happy they kept the I'm happy yeah. they kept it to a strategy game I mean, 2022 is also well. It will start right with, uh, for me, 
for fighting games, King of Fighters 15. I'm gonna play it. Oh, I King of Fighters. Is I just want to know what Nether Realms is doing. <laughs> um, I I mean, there's a lot of games there. Pokemon Legends is uh, an interesting Arceus. spin off. Arceus. Yeah. Um, I'm excited to that. Yeah. See, it's crazy. It's crazy to see. Yeah, Pokemon. More Pokemon and Pokemon single. Uh, Pokemon in a different uh different way. Um. Finally, of course we get the uh, we've talked about Forbidden West. Grand Turismo Seven is finally releasing. <laughs> I, I hate that I skipped the PS4 for this. I really hate that. Oh wait, it's on the PS4. No, never mind. They kind of not skipped it. It's took a, a while though. It, it we'll took see. so long. It took too long. You know, we all all we got was Grand Turismo Sport. That that was nice, but they didn't have enough of the content that you wish that a Grand Turismo game would have. Um, Triangle Strategy has been on, uh, has been interesting because yeah. it's a tactical RPG by Square Enix just because of that. Because they haven't released any of that, you know. They, I want my front mission game, please. Um, Tiny Tina's Wonder Guns, so that's another Border Guns, uh, random gun, random shoot and loot experience. Um, WWE 2K22 is a redemption title. But yeah. apparently they're having. Uh, but the thing is, they're having a hard time releasing. It. They're gonna have a hard time releasing it because you know, um, WWE has a, had a lot of wrestlers out release oh, too. Oh, uh, since you so, mentioned uh, project, uh, project, uh, project Triangle, uh, there's something from the Xbox side of things. Uh, Ayudin Chronicle, which is uh, Ayudin Chronicle, which also has the same visual style as Project Triangle. And it's made by the same guys who made Suikoden because it feels very Suikoden. This one, uh, Ayudin Chronicle, and yeah. uh, it's coming yeah. out next year. And then the beat the, the, the side scrolling version of it is coming out 2023. So it's like interesting. So many RPGs next year. And we also so much. worth noting we have like a Saints for Reboot, which I hope works. Maybe. And, and um uh okay if there was one game that i'm i'm hyped about for some reason for various reasons it's the advanced wars one and two boot camp yes! which uh, i just want that i just want that to happen i just want to use you know i just want uh i just want orange use, star let's go i just want to use my blue moon i'll just run grit until everyone is pulverized by my artillery. So, but yeah, that's twenty. That's uh, that has been uh, twenty twenty two gaming. It has been our game of the year uh, list. The, these are ten wonderful games. There's no clear winner in 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 uh, in every. In, I think in a lot of people's eyes this year because you know it. Everyone, every game here deserves the deserves the attention. Deserves a, deserves at least double digit hours to play. They, they deserve your money. If you have to buy anything, yeah, buy they, true enough. I spent. Uh, I spent. <laughs> I dropped. Uh, I dropped a good amount of money for some of these games, and it's so worthwhile. Um, they're all worth the. They're all worth the money because uh, a lot of the games this year are well made. Sure, there are, there are a couple of games that we that stand out for controversially uh, being half baked, but that's another story. It doesn't. I don't want to talk about that because those don't matter, especially in a year where a lot of unique experiences are are available. You know, <clears throat> there's there's so many there's there's a lot of over there's a lot of long awaited sequels and. There's a lot of indie titles. There's a lot of um, 
niche experiences. You know, hell, even unpack unpacking boxes was a was a game of the year worthy game. So that's one thing. But yeah, that's that has been episode 100, and it's crazy to see that you know 100 fell into the game of the year a game of the year episode because. Um, and it's also worth noting that this is uh, this is the second to last episode of the Geeky Ones this year because we're gonna have a little Christmas break. Everyone needs a Christmas break. Um, I just wanna I just wanna eat my baked mac and cake in peace during the holidays. Congrats, guys! Yeah, thank you so much. Give them a like, subscribe as their own hundred yeah. gift. If you could go do their socials, do it, guys. Follow them. And uh, yeah. of course, we'll be back. We'll be back for more game topics, of course. It's yeah. This, it's okay. So, yeah. More. So much. And I think if 2022 starts off with a game to- gaming topic, then that's that's natural. <laughs> it's a given, given, given how many stuff that's coming in next year. But yeah. um, so uh, before we end, you can check out for the Geeky Ones. You can check out thegeekyones.com where we talked about the Game Awards, tra- uh, our favorite Game Awards triggers. We had to condense them to 12 because it was so hard to narrow them down. <laughs> so hard to narrow them down to like, uh, because they were like at least 20 plus. Uh, we had to con- condense them to at least one third. Um, that's uh, our side. And we also talked about the best art. We also listed down the best RPGs. There are some RPGs in that list that are worth the look. So you better check that out. And you can follow the Geeky Ones at, just at the Geeky Ones on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Twitch, and YouTube. Really all quick. Um, yeah, all socials. Uh, Geeky Ones Podcast, the audio version of this episode will be available on Anchor, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and a bunch of other podcast platforms, all for free. And you can just download and uh, listen to your leisure. We have a huge backlog of gaming episodes that you... You might want to see, uh, and that's really cool. Um, for uh, for Neil, you have Neil just plays, right? And Point I the uh, hi, yeah. Uh, I'm Neil from Neil Just Plays. I don't do it much these days because I have been busy with life and other things. But I do stream <laughs> interesting stuff there every now and then. Uh, I do want to promote uh, this little page, and I've been a little bit more involved recently called PH Tambayan. So if you like Magic Gathering, if you like playing, uh, more specifically, Commander, uh, Paper Commander over webcam, and because it's blown up. I don't know if you, uh, you've heard, but Paper Magic has blown up on the internet over the past uh, couple of months because people want, to play, people want to play with their cards. So you can just join us at the EDH Tambayan page. Uh, even if you're Australian, American, or Filipino, what have you, we're generally, we're generally Filipino players, but we, we accept people because from all sorts of races and all sorts of time zones because there will always be a game for people who want to play dirty shenanigans. Oh yeah. <laughs> everyone every, everyone wants to everyone wants to have a little uh, card game. Everyone though. everyone wants to beat someone in the face with whatever dirty <laughs> jank, whatever broken ass combo that they have. So we have that and uh, so we can follow them as well. But that said, I will shift it up to my partner right here. Oh yeah, okay, Tim. So you're uh Thanks, Neil. Appreciate it. Thumbs up. Uh, Please follow Neil Just Place. I'll return that back to you. Uh, but do follow this guy. You can follow me on Instagram, Twitter, YouTube. It'll be T I M Z S T E R. We haven't had 
uh, much events, physical events, of course, since we still have to continue social distancing and uh, things are just slowly reverting to a semi-sort of pre-pandemic atmosphere, but we're not out of the woods yet. That's why we're playing games and yeah, following online and talk about all kinds of things. Uh, comic books, movies. I actually started watching movies again in cinemas. Uh, past few weeks, uh, I watched Dune, and I watched uh, what was my second movie? Uh, Eternals. Yes. Yeah, I watched it. It was great to. It was. It felt great to go back. Yes. Definitely and did. Feel, I just miss the immense cold of a theater. <laughs> uh, me too. It's chilly, but uh, but unfortunately, due to uh, scheduling scheduling conflict, oh yeah, not be getting Spider-Man No Way Home. Oh well, uh, I'm ready to block everything related I, oh, to Spider-Man. Neil is showing off his ticket. Thanks a lot. Thanks a lot. I'm sorry. Because I'm part of Spider-Verse PH. We're a big yeah. Spider-Verse cosplay group. Spider-Verse PH. Yeah. Yes. Might and, be joining we soon. Had a, we supported the Don't Delay No Way Home PH movement, but unfortunately, mm-hmm. uh, that's it. It's just an appeal. We're not blaming anybody, but we're sad. We're very sad. It's so it's so Neil, please don't give us spoilers. Please, don't please. worry, I won't. I won't. But I'll be seeing it Wednesday, so we're seeing it a little earlier than the rest of the world. Congratulations. Sad face. Don't worry. <laughs> don't worry. Don't worry. Yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll just spoil that Peter Parker is Spider-Man. That's it. Peter Parker is Spider-Man. Peter Parker oh, is Spider-Man. Oh, no. <laughs> but yeah, that's going to be you fun. You here in the Iggy Lot. That being said, uh, yes, thank you, Geeky Wants, for inviting me and Neil yeah. to this hundredth episode. Congratulations! It's it's yeah, thank you. So, thank you guys for being here. And episode one hundred is wrapped up essentially. And now we're, you know, uh, you know, uh, I think on our minds it's always on to the next 10, 20 or. 30. But hey, that's that's for another time. And 2022 is gonna be another wonderful, uh, wonderful season of uh, of geeky things. I, I guess there's not there's always something to talk about. <laughs> there's always something uh, to talk. About. Uh, to anyone who has listened to the geeky ones at any point in their lives, if you're listening to this right now, if you appreciate if you appreciate Jude and the rest of the gang at Geeky Ones, please shower them your love, give them your Christmas. Oh yeah. In the comments. In, in in their social medias, tell them how much you like their page. Tell them how how, how much how much they they added more color to to, to your uh, to your enjoyment of wrestling of, of wrestling of video games of TV show anything that you're yeah. a geeky one about. <laughs> well, uh, let them know in the comments because I'm sure that they would love to feel the love from you this Christmas. Oh yeah, it's all well, a lot of fun. It's the holidays <clears throat> and. Some love subscribe oh yeah it's christmas and it's a fun season though because we're gonna have everything right now and yeah so episode 100 thank you so much for the wonderful comments uh i've been checking uh i've been checking out but yeah awesome uh awesome time to be uh awesome time to reach this little milestone and i just the timing of it all is really fun and uh, stay tuned though. Next week we'll have a little, uh, I don't know, a season ender, year ender thingy. Uh, since it's gonna be, it's gonna be a nice closeout for 2021, and it's all fun. Uh, that's just, that's just, uh, 
episode 101. So, you know, I don't know. 101 Dalmatians, yeah. maybe. 101 for 2021. Hey, that, that worked out. Yeah. Well, oh, that would be wild. That would be wild to think about. But yeah, that's for another, that's for your... That's for me to ponder. That's for me and Earl to ponder about for the for the for the upcoming week. That's for, but, that's for future you to worry about. Yeah, that's for future me to worry about. Um, but hey, that has been episode one hundred and of the Geek Ones, and thank you so much. And um, for those who are listening live or in the audio version, um, I hope you enjoyed the episode. Uh, it's all awesome games uh, all around this year, and that's fun. But then, but then again, we'll see you next episode. And thank you so much. And bye. Uh